You are listening to the Mic Drop Sports Podcast, dropping the mic on the top stories in sports. Now give it up for your hosts, Mike Schneid and Zach Stein. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Zach and I have three new podcasts this week that you can find on iTunes or Spotify if you search for Mike Drop Sports or you can visit MikeDropSports.com. On this one, we're now 10 weeks We're now through 10 weeks of the NFL season, so it's pretty clear who's going to tank for Tua and or bungle for Burrow and, you know, who's good and who's going to make the play and who's kind of in the playoff picture. So, Zach, if it's all right with you, let's kind of jump in and dissect some of these teams and see. I think the AFC picture, at least from like the wild card, is pretty jumbled. Um, I look at the AFC, I see the four division leaders, the Patriots, the Ravens, the Texans, the Chiefs. Are those the four teams that are going to finish as the division leaders when the season ends? Or is somebody going to catch any of them? I think those are going to be your four division uh, your teams that are going to uh, win the divisions. Only because I just think they are the best four teams in the uh, AFC as well. Uh, I can't imagine the Bills catching up to the Patriots. Uh, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's a true MVP candidate. Uh, the Houston Texans, uh, their division's a little bit of a mess now with uh, the Jacoby Brissett injuries kind of opened things up a little bit. And obviously, Colts and the Finns was bad. And then obviously, I know Mahomes just came back and they just lost a heartbreaker to the Titans. But I, I Mahomes looked good, and I can't imagine the the Raiders or the Chargers uh, really catching up to them. So that that's my guess for the top four. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the AFC is easy to decipher from like from that standpoint that I think these are the four best teams. These are the four teams that, yeah, nobody's going to catch them. But then after that, there's you have the Bills and the Steelers right now are the teams that are in. The Raiders, the Colts, the Titans, the Jaguars. I guess technically the Chargers are still in the mix. And then Broncos and the Browns have a lot of work to do. But of that list, None of those teams really inspire me. Like, I'm not overly enthusiastic about the Bills, even though they're 6-3. and three. I don't love the Steelers just because of all these injuries. Like, what – I mean, how, what do you make of some of these teams? Like, who do you kind of put as your two favorites? It, it's really interesting because these teams are – they're they're not great in any means. They're not bad by any <laughs> means either. And – so when you have this crazy mediocrity of going on, it, it's really going to be entertaining to see who gets the two spots because the, the, I, I like the Bills story. They, they've been bad for a long time. Josh Allen is pretty entertaining. Um, okay run game, okay receivers, okay defense. Uh, they just lost a tough one to the Bills. But um, let's see. I mean, I'm pulling up their schedule to the right now. To the Browns, sorry. Thank you. They're the Browns, and that's the kind of, like, they needed that game. And I, I have the schedule up, too. I mean, if you look at their schedule, they should beat the Dolphins. They get the Broncos at home, and they play the Jets Week 17. That gets them to nine wins. Is that enough? I'd imagine that's enough because then for the Steelers, the Raiders, the Colts, uh, and the Titans all to win four games as well uh, to get to nine or ten to even bump them. Uh, I don't see that happening. So definitely with the Bills winning those three games and then maybe stealing another one, I think the Bills are safe. 
But then now we get into this six-spot hole, and the Steelers, the Raiders, the Colts, the Titans, and even if you want to go the Jags and Chargers, they're all the same to me. I mean, good for the Steelers. I think Tomlin has done a great job coaching. Uh, this team started off in a rough patch right when Big Ben uh, went down. But, I mean, you kind of like turn around and now they've won five of their last six games. And, I mean, they've beat the Rams, who I think are pretty bad. They beat the Colts. Uh, they beat the Chargers. They they barely lost the Ravens. Uh, so, uh, And then their schedule is not too too bad going forward. They've got their – at Cleveland, then they got Cincy, then they're home against the Browns, then they're at the Cardinals, then they got the Bills, and then they got the Jets and the Ravens. So it, they could easily finish with eight, nine wins as well. I mean, they could get to 10. I mean, if they sweep the – I think it kind of comes down to Thursday when they play in Cleveland. If they win that, they'll probably beat them at home too. If they sweep Ohio this week, all of a sudden you're 8-4. and four. Sweep Ohio this month, you're 8-4. and four. You get the Cardinals – and then obviously that Bills game is going to be enormous because whoever wins that might get the spot. Uh, they could beat the Bills. They could beat the Jets. And then I know the Ravens are a rivalry, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe they have everything locked up at that point that they just sit Lamar that week because they don't want to risk injury, especially with his style. So, I, yeah, I, Steelers are so weird because I, I agree that the Ravens aren't that good. But, I mean, who their running back yesterday was Jalen Samuels. They're running Mason Rudolph out there, and Juju Smith has done nothing all year. They're impressive. I mean, they're just finding ways to win at this point. They've won four in a row. Yeah, yeah I love it. And then I'm, I'm now it's like the team I'm really rooting for to make the playoffs just because of all the nonsense that went on in the offseason is the Oakland Raiders. I'm really rooting for them. I've always liked Derek Carr. I like John Gruden. <laughs> they're they're kind of – I mean, they're, they're a quiet 5-4 and four team. They had a big win uh, last Thursday, um, and then they've kind of got it. Their next two games, they're home against the Bengals and at the Jets. The Jets, they can easily go to seven and four, and then they're at the Chiefs, so seven and five. Then home against the Titans and home against the Jaguars. So that could be nine wins right there, and then they're at the Chargers and then at the Broncos. So this could be a team that gets to nine, ten wins as well. And remember this with the Jaguars. They're not losing that game. That's the last ever game they're going to play in Oakland. So they're not losing that game. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they, then they go to, to – I was almost going to say San Diego. Then they're going to go <laughs> to the Chargers and the Broncos. And they honestly beat both of those teams, if not at least win one. I think the Raiders get in for all the reasons that you just said. I mean, their schedule, it sets up perfectly that they're going to be 7-4 and four when they play the Chiefs in December. And – I think they're going to win both of those home games against the Titans and Jaguars, and I think they win one of the last two. Derek Carr is playing so well right now. He's doing a great job protecting the ball. He's only thrown four interceptions. And this is why I was always a little skeptical on the Antonio Brown thing is because this is an offense that they're just working the ball all over the place. Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro is getting involved lately. they Joshua Jacobs kind of get into a groove. Like they just have a lot of weapons, and I feel like this is what John Gruden likes to do: is work the ball around. And they're a car too. I don't think they're a car. You know, I think they like this idea of having like multiple receivers. I think that's part of why they traded Cooper last year. Yeah, it, it's very interesting. It's kind of funny. You know, they here they are. They they trade away uh, their two best players in the past two years with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. They cut. 
Antonio Brown, and they're playing the best football that they've played in years. And it helps uh, when Derek Carr, you mentioned, only four interceptions. So he's playing well. He, he's a little bit better than a game manager. I, I do like him, but he's not, like, flashy or anything like that. And they got a really good running back who's almost averaging five yards of carry in Josh Jacobs. So when you put all that together, it's an offense that moves. It's a kind of an underrated defense that's been playing pretty well. Um, <laughs> so it's just uh, – it, it's a good story because of just – all the nonsense they had to go through in the off season and they're fighting through adversity with it and, and they're getting wins. So I, I hope I want to root for them uh, to get uh, a playoff spot. I do too. And I think they're going to get it. I'm going to say that the Raiders and the Steelers, the Steelers because of their schedule are the two teams that are going to get in. The thing that worries me about the bills, they're six and three right now. I think they'll beat the dolphins and they'll beat the Broncos and get to eight and three. But they have this ridiculous stretch where they play three, three out of four weeks on the road at Dallas on Thanksgiving, then Baltimore at home, then at Pittsburgh and at New England. I'm not sure that they could win any of those. If they win any one of those games, they'll make the playoffs. But I'm not sure that they do. And then you set up a game against the Jets. And I just remember what happened. I think it was three or four years ago. The Jets were in a position. You win and you're in. And the Bills upset them. So I, I could see the Jets remembering that and pulling off the same thing, especially if they lose four in a row. Right. It, it, especially, yeah, you're you're losing four in a row and then that could be like the Jets, obviously they just had a, their second one of the year and they're looking to, to prove things to themselves. So that could be just a, a good game for the Jets to try to end the season with momentum, go into the offseason feeling well. So I could definitely see that as a game that they do get up for that. And, and you're right. And especially, like, if you're the Bills and you're fighting for the playoffs and you go through a stretch at the end of the season where you lose four in a row, and then we've talked about all these other teams who have easier schedules and are probably going to be piling up wins, that's a that's a lot of pressure to to go in in, in week 16 or week 17 and, and win a football game. I mean, it happened to the Vikings. The Vikings were home against the Bears last year. Bears benched everyone, and the Vikings still – couldn't get a win to get in the playoffs. It's not easy if you know that's what you have to do. So I, I agree. I, I'm going Steelers and Raiders in, with the final two spots in the AFC. You're right. It's not easy. And that Vikings team was a lot more talented, in my opinion, than this Bills team. That's my issue with the Bills. And the Steelers making that trade for Minka Fitzpatrick might have been I think that changed their whole one season. of the best moves. Yeah. So – I, yeah, I mean, I don't think either of us have any confidence in the Colts, Titans, or Jaguars. I have to ask that the Chargers were your team. You are you, are they done at four and six? It's the, what was the <laughs> run that they went on last year to make the playoffs? Though it's just I think they won like nine in a row or it, nine of ten at one point. They just they they caught lightning in a bottle. I don't yeah. see it from them. Just, they they had the tough loss that Melvin Gordon finally looked like Melvin Gordon again <laughs> on Thursday night. They got a tough loss, but they've got a really hard schedule here. They're they're home against the Chiefs, and and you should put home in quotation marks because they don't really have a home field advantage. So they play the Chiefs, <laughs> then they're at the. And that's actually in. I think that's in you're Mexico, right. That is so in Mexico. Really, don't so have really they don't have a home field. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you got the Chiefs, then two road games, and they very well could split these two road games at Broncos, at Jaguars, and let's say let's play Devils advocate that they win both for entertainment factors. So, that's, so they'll lose at the Chiefs, then two uh, wins on the road is 
uh, gets to the sixth. Then they're playing the Vikings in primetime, and we just saw Kirk Cousins get like his first ever primetime road win against a team uh, that's 500 or better, but this Chargers team won't be 500 or better, so it's good for Kirk Cousins. And then they're, they get the Raiders and the Chiefs again. I just can't see a way where they're getting to nine or ten wins to, to take a spot from uh, the Steelers or the Raiders here, or, the, or even the Bills. Yep. They have to still jump the Bills, who we think get to eight or nine wins. Yeah, I agree. So we're both on the Raiders and the Steelers. I think that Steelers-Bills game is what's going to decide it. If the Steelers beat the Bills in Week 16, or whoever wins that game in Week 16, that's going to be the yep. team that does it. And then you have the NFC. I think the NFC is a lot more complicated because we both agree, obviously, that the, the four division winners or the four division leaders are going to be the winners. I don't think it's that obvious. And we're recording this before the Niners Seahawks. So I think the West is still a little bit open-ended, especially if the Seahawks win on Monday. And then obviously the East is the tie right now between the Cowboys and the Eagles. So why don't we start there with my sad, depressing Cowboys who do you think is going to win the NFC East? This is tough. I I still have faith in the Cowboys. I don't. The, it, it's really hard because they've lost three games where where they've played a team without a star player and lost all of them. So last night they played the Vikings without Adam Thielen. Then hold up, and then their other two losses. They lost the Saints without Drew Brees, which was a little bit of a shocker with Teddy Bridgewater. And then they lost to the Packers, who didn't have Devontae Adams. So the Cowboys have kind of had luck with how their schedules broke, and they didn't really get to take advantage of it. And But the good news is is that they kind of get to hold things in. Like, they have control now over their schedule. They're probably going to play the Lions, and that might be without Matt Stafford. So, again, a nice little schedule break. But then they're at the Patriots, probably a loss. So then they get the Bills. They get the Bears, who haven't been all that good. They get the Rams, who haven't been all that good. Then you get the Eagles game. And probably whoever wins that Eagles game in Week 16 is probably going to win the division. And then and then even if it get, comes down to it in Week 17, you guys are home against the Redskins. I think it's very favorable. The Cowboys are going to hold the destiny in their hands. I, I, think, I think it looks good for the Cowboys. Who's the Cowboys head coach? Jason Garrett. He wasn't fired after the Vikings lost? Nope. I'm taking the Eagles. I it just That loss took a lot out of me as a Cowboys fan last night. It's so hard. So you said that it's just so hard to see them run on first down every single possession because the Vikings knew it was coming. And then you, Dak Prescott played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. He was amazing. And – we were torching the Vikings secondary. So why on earth did they keep going to the run? At some point, you have to abandon it. I have zero confidence in this coaching staff. I wouldn't be stunned if they lost to Detroit, even with a backup quarterback. They're not beating the Patriots. I don't, they should beat the Bills on Thanksgiving, but Bills are a weird team. I mean, the Bears Bears are also a weird team. So are the Rams. I don't know. I, just, I have no confidence in the Cowboys. And you said it. It's going to come down to that 12-22 game at Philly. I was have won like four or five in a row against Philly, but they're just, I don't know, in Philly. It's, it's tough. I know we end with the Redskins, but they end with the Giants. So that's kind of a wash. They did this two years ago where they played the Seahawks at home in week 16, win and get in, and they lost. And 
I don't know. I just there's something about this coaching staff. I don't have the confidence in them right now. Uh, the defense looks a little bit shaky the last few weeks. I'm gonna see the Eagles. It sucks and it's painful, but I'm trying to be honest with myself so that I'm not let down in December. I I, I feel you. That was that was a rough game. I, I love my boy Captain Kirk for for leading us to victory and Dalvin Cook just being amazing. But uh, I don't know. I still have faith in your Cowboys. I love Dak. Dak's having a great season. Murray Cooper's fantastic. Uh, I think Zeke Elliott's got some big games ahead of him. I, I still have faith in the Cowboys to get it done. It's interesting. You do and I don't. But let's talk. So let's talk about your boy, Captain Kirk. Um, obviously, he was oh, what was it? Oh, for seventy nine like against that. against seems over five hundred in prime time television. I mean, obviously, everyone knows the narrative against him. That was a huge win for him, and. That gives me confidence to say that I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. And I actually think that they could win the North. I actually haven't looked at the schedules, but I just, I like the way that the Vikings are playing right now, as long as they continue. And I think last night proved something because they've been winning with Kirk Cousins doing nothing and winning, focusing on the run game. But that was a Kirk Cousins game last night. He threw 30 passes. He threw a couple of touchdowns. He played really well. So, I, you, I think he proved last night that he can win games for the Vikings if he's asked to, and he did it without Adam Thielen. So I think they're going to overtake the, overtake the Packers at some point, but I do think both of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Yep, it, it's going to be interesting because the, the good thing is that the Vikings and Packers still play each other one more time, and it's in Minnesota, and that's a Monday night game, week 16. So that, that's going to be huge. And I kind of like the how the Vikings schedule is – is turning out now. We the, obviously we got that huge win, but the 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 loss in Kansas City when we had we had the opportunity to steal one on the road in KC without Mahomes that could come to bite us in the butt if if we need that game. But the Vikings now are home against Denver next week, which uh, I think is going to be a win. Then they get the bye week. Then they're at Seattle. That's tough. I can't expect them to win Monday night at Seattle. I think Russell Wilson. Uh, is a top three MVP candidate right now. That's a tough game. But then after that, we're home against the Lions, we're at the Chargers, then home against the Packers, and home against the Bears. The schedule is there for the taking to go win this division with Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook. So I I am truly hopeful that uh, we can get it done. But regardless, I think the schedule is there to definitely uh, redeem ourselves from last year and make the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Vikings get it. I just think the Vikings are too tough. And I think the Packers have just been so good all year. And we both said before the year that – I mean, we both said before the year that they were going to make the playoffs, but we thought it was going to be on the strength of their offense. It's really been the defense. And it was the defense that held on Sunday against the Panthers in a really impressive win. And the snow, that was cool. I always loved The snow, snow game was actually really fun to watch. That was that was a fun game. And it, it's really crazy. Like, I, 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 I'm not the – biggest Aaron Rodgers fan in the world obviously because he's in my division and has just wreaked havoc against the Vikings but he he's one of those guys where who I can appreciate who is a really good quarterback and it's really funny he's not having a good fantasy football season but he is having a great NFL season he has I mean he just makes throws and and decisions that just a lot of quarterbacks are not able to do and he's been it's been kind of enjoyable to watch, but at the same time, just 
agonizing because I want them to lose, but uh, I got I got a hat tip them. I mean, we both nailed it. We thought this team was going to be really good. Some people were questioning them, and uh, they they really lived up to the bill for us this year. And it's funny that you say he's not having a good fantasy season. It's amazing how people's mindsets get skewed now. It's, you know, I don't, like, Tom Brady's not having a great fantasy season, but he's still having a great real season. So, like, there is more to football than just the stats and the fantasy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is doing what it takes for his team to win. So, the East, so I should ask, so for the East, I have the Eagles, you have the Cowboys, but I don't think the loser gets in. I agree. I think with the Vikings and the Packers there and then the Seahawks and the, the 49ers, those those divisions have really good talented teams. So I definitely see those <laughs> those divisions having multiple 10-game winners. And I can't see where the Cowboys and the Eagles are both getting to, to 10, 11 wins. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of where I was going is it, it's hard to talk about the NFC West because you don't know what the result of this game is going to be. I actually think that the Seahawks are going to win on Monday night. This could backfire on me by the time people listen to this. And I think they're going to win the division ultimately, but both of these teams are going to get into the playoffs. So I think whoever loses the West between Seattle and San Francisco and Green Bay and Minnesota, that's my pick for the two wild cards. And then obviously the Saints in the South. Um, I mean, Panthers made it interesting for a little while. I just don't think they have enough uh, with Kyle Allen. Yeah, it's just... Uh, in a different year, Kyle Allen might have a chance for, for the wild card. Uh, but it, it's just the the Vikings, Packers, 49ers, Seahawks are, are, are to me, the, the four best teams. And the, uh, the Saints are, are clear five amazing teams in the NFC. So it's just I, I can't imagine another team sneaking up and taking a wild card spot from uh, one of those guys. So those were our – so we pretty much agree on everything. It's kind of – Minus the Cowboys. So minus the Cowboys and the Eagles. Minus the Cowboys and the Eagles, but we pretty much agree. So we agree on 11 of the 12 playoff teams, and we'll keep checking in on this. Hit us up on Instagram and on Twitter, and let us know your thoughts. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, and also check out our college football and our NBA podcasts this week as well. Thank you all for listening.